Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. The word anointing, let's just go through some teaching, get some groundwork laid out so your faith can be risen. Uh, it's just an English word that means to rub or to smear, not really any power in, in the word on its own. But it comes from the uh, Bible that has significant spiritual meaning. So the theological meaning is to be set apart for divine use or to be empowered by God to fulfil their divine task. And so the anointing represents a supernatural power of God. It's the Holy Spirit doing a work in our lives. The anointing is where God does things in our lives we never thought was possible. We might not understand. There's no limits. God can do anything. Uh, Something where His power, His presence kind of makes a way for us. And it's uh, it's a place where uh, we find God sort of outworking His plans and His purposes. And and honestly, I feel inadequate because I'm a builder. That's my background. Uh, I feel inadequate pastoring our church. And it's like the anointing keeps reminding me you're not alone. <laughs> there is a higher power. Uh, it keeps me dependent on God. Uh, realize I can't do this on my own, that only the power, the anointing of God. The same for you. And so you may feel you're out of your depth parenting. You're out of your depth with those teenagers. Uh, you're out of your depth at work. Uh, it's, it's, it's this access that we have to the Holy Spirit. It's this anointing, this empowerment specifically for your divine purpose. And we're gonna talk about how do we release that in our lives. Uh, for me, it kind of builds my faith. It helps me take my eyes off on my ability and say, God, I need to step into your ability. I need to see things your way. I need to have a heart of God. I need to see things the way you see. And so it kind of takes me out of self and sort of puts me into a position of, God, you flow through me. I'm a conduit. Let you do what you need to do through me. We see it used many times, this word anointing in the Bible. In the Old Testament, specifically to appoint kings and priests. So the whole congregation of Israel, they would gather together for these big celebrations, these big moments where oil was placed on the head. It was an outward representation of an inward spiritual work that God was doing to appoint, to anoint for a specific purpose, to be a king like uh, King David was anointed by Samuel. Um, We see the the priests were anointed. Like baptism and communion, anointing with oil is a physical symbol of a supernatural experience. It's, It's a physical representation of what God is doing supernaturally. So the power isn't in the oil. The power isn't even in the person praying. The power is in the faith and the belief that God wants to empower you for your divine purpose. And we find in Luke that in Acts, Luke said in Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus. Jesus was anointed to do the work that He was called to do. Anointed Jesus of Nazareth um, with the Holy Spirit and power There's that word power uh, and how He went around doing good and healing all those under the power of the devil because God was with Him. Anointing in the Greek, uh, krio means consecrating Jesus to the Messianic office. 
So in this verse, when Jesus was anointed, He was consecrated into this messianic office to be the high priest, not a priest to minister the power of God. He was the high priest that cut all ties needing man to go through man to access God. We can go directly to God through Christ and furnishing Him with the necessary powers of its administration. Now, Christ isn't Jesus' last name. I always thought Christ was just his last name, like Palladin or your last name. But Christ comes from the Greek word Christos, which means anointed one. So when we say Jesus Christ, what we're saying is the anointed one, the anointed one, the anointed one. It kind of ties this concept that God the Father anointed Jesus to do the work. In the same way, we are anointed to do a specific work. And we'll talk about that in a moment, what that is. Anointing isn't to lower your golf score to get your car park at the towers, you know, to, to get your lawn done on time. The anointing isn't about you actually. Uh, the anointing is about the Kingdom of God and anointing you to do His purpose and, and His plan. It, it, it's to have this uh, the divine purpose so we can fulfil it because all of us have a divine purpose. Now, I used to struggle with this thing called anointing and the anointing services. I thought, man, these churchy people, because I kind of feel I'm not even a churchy person, even though I'm a pastor. I kind of feel like I'm an outsider half the time because of my building background. I only sort of got into this gig later in my years when I was 35. I always thought, man, these churchy people, they're a little bit up themselves. Yeah, a little bit full of themselves. Big heads. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm like, what does that mean? I'm anointed, right? This feels odd. It feels very selfish, very self, you know, fulfilled. I'm anointed. I'm the anointed one. Just anoint me. You know, let, let, let the anointing fall. I'm, I'm anointed. Go into the office. Hey, mate, we've got to get those bricks down and, you know, we've got to get the contractors there. You know, I'm anointed to, to you know, to, to, to do the building work. And it just would not fly with my mates. It would not pass the pub test. The anointed, it sounds a bit cringy. But when I added one word, it changed everything. So when you think about it, you're anointed. You've got to add one word to get the full meaning of this concept of anointing. What is that word? One word. You're anointed to. That's the word. You're anointed to raise your family so they know Christ. You're anointed to be a godly husband or wife. You're anointed to be a loyal friend. You're anointed to outwork whatever the calling is on your life. You're, you're anointed to be a business person. You're anointed to be a teacher. You're, you're, you're anointed to have freedom from the world and, and, the, and the sinful nature of this world. He wants to empower you to do extraordinary things for His glory. Uh, maybe you kind of lost your purpose and you just think, man, I'm just in survival mode. I'm just, just trying to get through life. I, I don't know about this thing anointing and you know, I did, I'm not really that special. I, I don't have any attributes. No, all of us, we're anointed too. We all have a divine purpose. We all have a divine call. Um, you may think, man, I'm just trying to survive. I'm a single mum trying to get food on the table. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a single dad trying to work out these school emails and I get 10 of them a day and I don't understand what they mean and doesn't any of them have any other thing to do than write emails about school every day, right? Uh, and you write, but, but there's actually this thing called anointing, anoints you to do what you want to do. Now, before we get caught up in the big two, because sometimes we think the 
two is only to be a preacher or the two only run a business. You know, we think there it can only be two do some big stuff. I tell you what it's anointed to. You're anointed to be a follower of Christ. You're anointed to have freedom from addictions. You're anointed to be an overcomer. You're anointed to have the fruits of the Spirit. You're anointed to be kind and thoughtful and generous and others focused. You're anointed to be able to care and give and love. Romans 8, 9 says, You are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. If you're a Christian, the Spirit of God is living in you and you have this power, you are anointed to overcome. Before you became a believer, you only had your willpower power to fight against temptations. Willpower is not enough. You're relatively powerless against the cravings that drove you to make you unhealthy and destructive choices. As a believer, you now have the Holy Spirit. There's an anointing on your life and there's this new ability to say no. You still have the same compulsions, desires, lusts, impulses you had before you began your relationship with Christ. But now you have the power of God who resides in you to say no. You have access to this power. You're anointed to overcome what might be holding you back. In Galatians 5.16, the Bible says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. It doesn't say you won't have sinful desires after you become a Christian. You're still gonna be a sinful human, but you have the anointing, the Holy Spirit will help you not to choose those earthly fleshly desires. You have the greatest power in the universe available to you. It's your choice whether you say no and you call on this anointing, this power to fight these battles for you. That's your choice. You can go through life with your own willpower and try to overcome things and be the person God wants yourself. Or you can choose to say, no, I'm anointed. I have the power of the Spirit of God living in me. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. There is an anointing to help you to break your addictions, to to break your struggles, to to break your mental health issues, to to overcome whatever you might be facing. We, We serve a God who is able. And we've been using this verse this year. It's our verse for the year. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to His power that is at work in us. Ephesians 3, 2, it says, God is able. We serve a God who is able. I love these words that are, I love these words, He is able. Because it means it's not, I'm not able, but He's able. I'm able to have a great marriage. Yes, it may not look great today. We get that. Let's be real. It's hard. But we serve a God who is able to do great things in your life. He is able to set you free. He's able to restore you. He's able to rebuild you. We have a God who is able. So as we pray today, what we're praying for is the power of the living God. We're actually saying yes, giving Him permission to move in our lives to be who God wants us to be. You may have been battling stuff for years. 
You may have been battling depression or mental illness or you may have been battling health issues or you may have been battling addictions. The power of God can set you free. We see in Isaiah 10, 27, it'll come to pass on that day that His burden shall be taken away from thy shoulders and His yoke from thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed by what? The anointing. Well, what's this yoke thing talking about? Well, in the Old Testament or actually in agriculture in the New Testament, the yoke was a wood apparatus that was put on two oxen so they could pull the plough together. It allowed them to be more effective in ploughing the field. It tied them together. And this verse happened when we find in the Old Testament that there was this nation of Israel and they were facing uh, the, uh, Syri- the Syrians who were coming to overthrow them. And what they decided to do was rather than go to God, His power to overcome the attack of the Syrians, they actually went to another nation and they asked for their help. But what happened is they did help them overcome the Assyrians, but they then became a slave and a servant to that nation. And so God is saying, if you look to me, I can break that yoke. But if you look to yourself, if you look to others, if you look to anything other than me, you're actually yoking yourself to something other than me. And God is saying we want to be yoked to Him. And so this prayer of anointing is actually a prayer of surrender. Say, God, I give you permission to have your way in my life. I give you permission to take control. Of my life. It's not just a prayer of blessing. Hey, you, you're, you're gonna, everything's going to be fine. No, it's a prayer of submission. It's a prayer of surrender. It's a powerful prayer where I say, God, I want to yoke myself to you. Not, not to the ways of the world, or not to my thoughts, or not to my control, or my ambition, or my desires. It's a powerful way to say, God, I surrender and have yours. And that's what we're going to do as a church. We're going to pray for you. We're going to anoint you with oil. We're going to lay our hands upon you and believe that God's going to to help you be the person that God has destined you to be. Well, one who's full of joy and love and peace and success and and, and fulfilled with the things that God has called you to do. So I'm going to ask now, and we're going to get a little bit sort of organised, so it's just not a a free-for-all. A a couple of thoughts I I, I want um, to go through. Firstly is, If you don't know Christ, this is where it all starts. When you surrender to Christ, then He lives inside of you. And then we can draw on the Holy Spirit to anoint you and empower you. So with eyes closed and heads bowed, if you don't know Christ, would you make a decision today? Would you say yes to Him? Would you say, I want to be a Christian. I want to surrender. I want this anointing thing. I want to be all that God has for me. I want to reach my destiny. I know there's something more in this world that I need to be pursuing. And it starts with a relationship with Christ, with heads bowed and eyes closed. If that's you, just raise your hand and say, yeah, I I want Jesus to be my Lord, my Saviour, wherever you are. Just raise your hand up high. I I, I want Jesus. I, I want to be saved. I want to be a follower of Christ. If that's you, just raise your hand wherever you are and say yes to Him. This is where it all starts. And this is what we're passionate about as a church, is seeing people find Christ. Thank you, I see your hand. Well done, you can put your hand down. That's amazing. That you know inside of you that you were born for more. That God has a plan and a purpose for you. You won't be embarrassed. I won't call you out, but I deeply care enough about you to pray for you, to give you an opportunity. 
Because it's not just this life that's at stake, it's eternity. Because what we do with Christ will determine whether we go to heaven or hell. And if you die today and don't know where your eternity is, then today's the day to, to clear that question up and to know that you're on your way to heaven for eternity through Christ. If that's you, just raise your hand with these others and say yes to Him and we'll just simply pray and let God come in and forgive you and change you. Church, let's pray out loud this prayer, calling on the name of Jesus. Let's all pray together. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a Saviour. Save me. Forgive me. Be my Lord. And I wanna follow you all the days of my life. Can we make some noise for those that raise their hands? Come on. How about giving your life to Christ and then getting anointed? That's so beautiful. Congratulations, amazing. Father, I pray as we prepare our hearts to be prayed for, that Father, You would just move significantly in this place. That God, we're not praying with the prayers of man, but we're praying in obedience to the Word of God. In these next 15, 20 minutes, God, do what You need to do. We hand it over to You. And we know when we ask, in the Bible it says, you know, uh, when a child asks its father for a loaf of bread, it's not going to give him a stone. In the same way, God, we ask that You would move in our lives, anoint us to be the men and women of God You've called us to be so that we can outwork Your purposes on this earth.